Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the last two episodes of Game of Thrones and previewing what's yet to come on the last two episodes. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, if you can't tell from our voices, it's a little early in the morning. Um, it's <laughs> no, but I, I do want to say for the record, okay. I when I brought up recording in, in the morning yesterday, Ozzy was like, "You had me freaking out." Isn't that's not that early? <laughs> and Ozzy's like exhausted right now. <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, so just for the record, I gotta say that. <laughs> That was that was hilarious. No, because like I thought you legit were gonna be like, yeah, bro, like, let's, let's let's record around like seven. And I was gonna be like, ah, oh, man, uh, all right. <laughs> no, it's, it's really not that early, but you know, it's the weekend, so nobody wants to wake up that early anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> to me, that's super early. <laughs> I am uh, not a morning bird, clearly. As you tell. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, we. Obviously, haven't had an episode. Um, well, we've been like really on and off recently, and you know, there's I don't know, we don't really have an excuse other than this like we are very busy people. I don't know, <laughs> it's just life gets in the way. I don't know. Um, we're making it, uh, we're making podcasts as often as we can. I'll say that. Um, yes, we're probably gonna have a uh, probably gonna try to do these more often. We would hope. Um, <laughs> we were, we're gonna hope so, um, especially with the summer season coming around. We're probably yeah. gonna be trying to get these out as fast as possible um unfortunately with game of thrones season we been a little busy well, um, and, and part of it honestly but, part of like the reason we're we are kind of reverting to like only reviewing like big movies at this point and honestly like i i can 100 percent tell you that that is just because of the downfall of movie pass and cinema like there's like literally nothing else for me uh, if I, I don't have an AMC near me. I can't get the AMC pass that Ozzy has. So, you know, I can't see any movies. <laughs> I, I can't see every movie anymore. It's just, it is how it is, uh, unfortunately. I wish I could because I want to keep reviewing every movie for the podcast, but it it's unfortunate. <laughs> Regal needs to get, get it together, and they've been talking about having their own AMC uh, past type thing, and they haven't put it, they haven't started it yet, and it's driving me insane. Like, come on, get it together, Regal. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Um, but yeah, Ozzy, you still have your thing, so you're still good, but man, it's it's rough out here <laughs> With, without any subscription thing. Like, I can't pay for every movie, it just can't happen. I like, even if it I was not, I, what I told you not to go to Virginia. Well, no, that's not the that's not the issue. It's not a Virginia issue. It's the fact that you know, movie passes oh, t- had terrible leadership, and then Cinemia crapped the bed as I, well. It's it just it, sucks. It really does. It is it is crazy. I miss old movie pass. Um, yeah, I, it is crazy. I would not mind paying sixty dollars for me and my girlfriend to go see movies pretty much every day. Yeah, like it's you know. That's crazy. We were paying the, the remember the good old day we were paying 40 bucks a month and you know we could see unlimited movies. Like that was that was awesome. We were seeing two movies a week and we were making you know it made sense. But now, you know, where where are we? Where are we anymore? I don't know. Um, yeah. But and now see AMC's plan how are you liking AMC's plan? But I know we'll get to Game of Thrones, but how are you liking AMC's plan by the way? Because it's it's twenty bucks and what, you got three movies a week or something like that? Yes. How how is it so far? Are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it just because it gives me more options. So for instance, I'm able to see IMAX and three D movies as a part of the That's three movies cool. that I get to go ahead and see. So it's 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 one of those things that I really like on top of that I can, you know, schedule movies in advance, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Instead of 
waiting 30 minutes before yeah. in movie pass. So I remember I remember the summer was really an area for contention with us particularly because of the fact that you know we were having to spend more money out of pocket during the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously because you know these are really big blockbusters movie. I think movie pass wouldn't let us go in and get the ticket 30 minutes before yeah. these movies actually happen. So it was a little bit it was a little bit hectic trying to use movie pass during the summertime mm-hmm. with AMC. I like it because I don't need to worry about it. You know what I mean? I can yeah. like I bought my I bought my Avengers ticket like a month in advance through yeah. AMC. So it it's really cool to have it. On top of that, I also get, you know, a couple of perks here where, you know, I still get points using it. Um, you know, I get five dollars off on certain concessions at times where like where I can accumulate five dollars and take it off my price, basically. So it's pretty cool. Um you know, on the theater that I go to, it's 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 you know it's a really nice AMC. I mean, I think if you're a moviegoer and you live in Florida, you live in the Paringbrook Pines area, or even if you live in South Florida, I do think you should at least go to the AMC um, in Pines at least once. It's in the Pembroke Lake Small. Um, they just got done renovating, you know, renovating it. I think it was done. Uh, I want to say last year or two. Um, and Carlos, if you if, you know when you come back, I you know I, I really want to take you to the theater. It's really a theater for moviegoers. The way that they made it, and then a lot of the wall that you know it's just a, filled with a bunch of with a bunch of movie quotes. So um, cool. it's super nice theater um, for moviegoers. The, the 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 you know the subscription is really cool. Um, you know, unfortunately, it doesn't have the the point system that. Regal has. I think that's what me and you really like is that the fact that Regal has posters, it has shirts that you yeah. can get there with your points. I think that's the only thing that I would really complain about with this service. The rewards. Other program. than that, yeah. But other than that, I mean, I, I love the subscription. It, mm-hmm. It's it's really great, really great. Yeah, I wish I had access to it. <laughs> but yeah, um, <laughs> eh, yeah. All right. Enough about the future of the movie. <laughs> the movie going industry let's talk about um future television because we got two episodes of game of thrones left and we haven't talked about the last two episodes so we're going to talk about the past two and talk about the final two here uh looking forward to that now um spoilers all around i mean this would be pretty obvious we're going to get into these episodes of game of thrones we're going to be talking spoilers uh, we will not be talking any leaks, so you do not have to worry about that. Yes, um, there are supposed leaks out there. Um, I have seen peripherally some of them. Some of them are kind of goofy, let me tell you that. So it's either, for me, it's either I hope it's not true because it would be stupid, or I'm leaning more towards the this is probably not true because it's just too stupid. So, there, you know, but we won't, we're not going to be getting into that, so don't you worry. We're not going to be talking any of that, but we will be talking about... The Long Night and The Last of the Starks. Those have been the past two episodes of Game of Thrones, and we'll be talking, uh, we'll be looking forward to what might happen in the next two episodes. That's your spoiler warning. All right. Ozzy, uh, let's start with The Long Night, because I know we we should have recorded last week. We, it just didn't happen. It uh, didn't work out. We were supposed to record in that morning, and then it just never happened. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But we should have, because you even said, like, we're going to have a debate about this. Um, and I, I think it's this is the time. Let's talk about The Long Night. We're only going to be talking about The Long Night right now. We'll move on to the next episode um, in a bit. But, all right. This... I've said this before, I'll say it again. This is the last Je- the Long Night is the last Jedi of Game of Thrones. It is the most divisive episode in the history of the show by far. <laughs> um like I I this is ins- it's insane the reaction that this episode got. Like some people loved it, some people hated it. And my point has been that a lot of it depends on how the show wraps up moving forward. Um but I am definitely more on the positive side of things. Ozzy, you're on the negative side, correct? I'm on the negative side, correct. Okay. But you didn't hate it, or did you really dislike it? I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't hate it at all. Okay. I, mean, I thought it was a really good episode in terms of, you know, you saw... It was really intense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For an hour and 20 minutes, I was literally 
coddling a pillow because <laughs> it was so intense. Um, I mean, so it was, I mean, it did its job right. I just don't like how a couple things were, were handled necessarily okay. in, the sh- in that particular episode. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. I, I think there's one area of contention that a lot of people have and, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the aria of it all. Um, but let's, I want to I want to ask you because I think this is a really interesting as- element to the show now is or this episode in particular is the visibility of it because that has been you know a- apart from the ending that has been the big controversy surrounding this episode is people saying they couldn't see it it was too dark um, you know I-, I believe it was the cinematographer of the episode said that it's a TV issue and that it. He, he knows it was fine because he shot the episode, so it's not on his end. There's people theorizing that, you know, maybe it's a compression issue in terms of HBO Go, the streaming service itself. Um, I, did you have any issues with it? You know, what was your experience in terms of the visibility, being able to see the action? I did have, like, and it was during the beginning, like, where I did have issues, like, trying to see. Mm-hmm. Um where I was like, what is happening? And then it was kind of also hard to see once, you know, like Daenerys and John were like on dragons, but like, you know, the, obviously the snowstorm hit. I was like, what is happening? So I'll say, you know, it was hard. Um, definitely seeing some, trying to, you know, trying to see some things. Um, but I mean, I would say... I'm 50-50 about it. Okay. Because, like, I'm not, like, it was it was annoying to me as a viewer, but at the same time, I know, like, I get why they did it, right? Because of the fact that it was so chaotic, and that's what they were experiencing as well. You know yeah. what I mean? They're trying to put us in their shoes. So I'm 50-50 about it because of the fact that I get where they're coming from, so I'm not going to dock it too much points. But me still as an audience viewer, I, I just feel that I should, I, I need to see what is going on to some mm-hmm. kind of degree. Um, so I'm 50, 50 on it. Well, that's the thing. I feel like it's been a little, I mean, I can't speak for everybody else's experience watching it. I will say I wa- I was watching it on a projector and we, there was a moment where Kendrick, a friend of the show looked at me and he goes, should we wa- go upstairs? Because I can't really see. We thought it was the projector, but then, you know, after the episode, we go on Twitter and we see like, oh, okay. Um, a lot of people are complaining about this. So it wasn't the projector. It wasn't, um, our side of things. Um, so, like, there, there is some, like, be, because we had that thought, like, there is some sort of problem there, right? And I do think a lot of it, the graininess has to do with the streaming and maybe, you know, HBO Go's servers were a little out of whack because, you know, it was the most watched episode in the history of Game of Thrones. So, therefore, it must be also the most watched episode um, that HBO has ever had all at once on their streaming services. So, you know, maybe maybe they just weren't, prepared for it in that sense but you know at least it didn't cut out i feel like that could have been worse um but i also i completely agree with you i and i think it has been a little blown out of proportion because that's kind of the point like they were trying to create this chaotic feel you know you mentioned the scene where you know daenerys and uh you mentioned the scene where daenerys and john are flying and there's that snow cover and they have no idea what's going on you know, they want to give us a sense of you have no idea what's going on as well. So it's a little rough um, and because that's the point. Like, I, I just – I agree with you. It's it's really hard, and they kind of were trying to toe a line, and I don't know if they necessarily got that balance 100% correct. But uh, I, I feel like it's been – like, it wasn't to the point where I literally couldn't see anything that was happening. You had to squint a little bit. There was a little bit of graininess on the screen, but I was never going – I have no idea what's going on right now. I mean, I can't blame people because, I mean, there was no... No, I agree. I agree. Man, what is going on? So I do feel that, you know, that they... You know, they have the right to warrant that as a complaint. I do think that it's a valid complaint. But at the same time, I don't think it's like... It wasn't unwatchable. I think it's taken... It wasn't, like, unwatchable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Especially when you got towards the third act of the... Of the episode. And there were some beautiful um, shots. I mean, the Dothraki disappearing, like, that was incredible. Um, and then you have, obviously, the dragon battle. Like, I think everyone is on board with, okay, there are moments in this episode 
of absolute brilliance visually and you know that when they're above the clouds with the dragons like oh my gosh that is gorgeous like you could get a painting of that on your wall if you wanted to it's incredible yeah i mean it, it, it's pretty much incredible um yeah. and i like the stuff that they did with the dragons with you know kind of daenerys and john and um them going up against the night king you know on top of Viserion. so i mean i thought you know i thought it was really cool um watching that um especially just watching the night king at a certain angle too and how he was kind of controlling the the whites i thought it was really cool too yeah um all right so uh it's it's really hard i i want to jump to the end and i but i think so many other things play into it so we're gonna have a very broad conversation but centered around that uh final moment with aria all right um I I think a lot of people have the issue, have an issue, and you can correct me on your end if if I'm wrong. But I think a lot of people have an issue that it was Arya in the first place. Like they don't think it should have been Arya who did it. Um, I don't have that issue. I really think that you know, looking back, Arya makes tons of sense. Um, and I think that you know, one of the important things to remember here is this show has told us multiple times that you know prophecies. You know, are what does Melisandre say last season? She says prophecies are dangerous things. Is that what she said? Um, yes. Yeah. So it's it's hard because I think a lot of a lot of the times as fans we get wrapped up in that in that kind of thing. I certainly did. I think that was the center point of our discussion uh, before the season started. Um, but you know, to have that happen like that with Arya, I think it it does make sense, and uh, they they certainly built up to it in episode. You can talk about whether they built up to it over the you know process of the show, but in episode, it definitely made sense. Um, I have issues with how they executed it, um, and I have issues with the lack of a plan. Like I, in terms of the episode as a whole, like. The I I think we talked about even before the episode. They don't really have a good plan here. Like this was never going to go well. Okay, like they didn't have a good battle plan. Okay, um, I don't think it's like as stupid. Like a, a lot of people are saying, like their whole plan was dumb. Like it was awful. I, I don't think it's like that level of bad. But uh, you know, yes, they had a bad plan. But I don't think like. The process of how, like, the Night King was supposed to die, like, was thought out in show at all. Like, it really just feels accidental, and I think that's my problem with it. And also, even just the framing of it, like, they open themselves up to be criticized for this. Like, the, you know, I think a lot of the criticism in terms of how it looked with Arya was that, you know, why didn't the White Walkers see her? She just came out of nowhere. Did she jump from a tree? What's going on? This is ridiculous. And... The problem is, like, you you know exactly what happened. Arya ran as fast as she freaking could and jumped at him. The problem is, for some reason, the, Game of Thrones does not shoot things in slow motion. It just doesn't. They don't do it. But for some reason, they decided we're going to film this sequence in slow motion. Why? It was a terrible decision because it made it look like Arya just kind of snuck up on him real quiet and the White Walkers didn't notice. And then she jumped like and screamed and the White Walkers didn't stop her. But no, she was running full speed. She just ran so quickly that they, the White Walkers didn't have a chance to react. Like, I, I think it's just framed and in a way filmed like poorly. So it set themselves up to be criticized and I don't think it should have been. And then also they talk about at the end at the behind the episode thing about how, you know, you know, the white or the Night King was made with dragon glass, so he was unmade with Valyrian steel and all this stuff. And it's like, that is awesome if we knew that in the episode. They ne that's never established. Like I I I I appreciate that it was Arya. I think the moment works because of if you watch any reactions to this episode, like people are jumping and cheering, like you know the reaction in my, in my house was insane. Um, so I think that moment works, and they accomplished what they wanted to. But it also like I you have to you have to give us something. Like I'm not one of these people 
who are, who are like, why didn't the Night King have any backstory? I think that's a dumb thing to want, to be honest. Like, we're not... What, what, I don't understand how you're ever going to get any more backstory for the night. Like, what were his motivations? What, what do you mean, what were his motivations? I think it was pretty obvious that he just wanted to kill all the people. Bran even says so. Like, there, there, we have our motivations. I'm not one of those people. But if you're going to have this moment where he is killed, and we don't understand in the episode why he was killed, the characters don't understand in the episode why he was killed, it makes it feel accidental. And that is where I think some of the underwhelmingness is justified by a lot of people. I, I really, I, I do. I understand it. If you're underwhelmed in that sense, it makes sense. I, I completely disagree, and I will fight anybody who doesn't think it should have been Arya. I, I think that makes so much sense, uh, Retro, uh, if you look back at it. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the whole, the Arya of it all? I disagree that it should have been Arya, okay. 100%. Um, and, you know, I know that you're telling me to wait. To the arc, um, you know, pretty much to the to the to the show ends. My whole thing is, is this? It, it, to me, it just didn't make sense. She had nothing to do with that arc whatsoever. So, if that's how this is, if that's how we're going to proceed, if, if that's how we're going to, you know, go on from here at this point in time, it's literally like, I feel in my honest and my gut that. It's at this point. It's like John killing Cersei, or it's like Jamie killing the Mountain. At this point in time, mm-hmm. it, it feels like it feels like if that were to happen, that that should be like if that's if this is what we're accepting, then then that should be okay. Because to me, it doesn't make any sense at this point in time. My question is. At, at this point in time, then what was the point of bringing back John from the dead? What was the point of that? So that's my whole confusion. You know what I mean? Like especially with Battle of the Bastards, they're clearly hinting at the fact that you know the um, the Lord of Light or whatever was obviously kind of protecting Jon Snow during the Battle of the Bastards because of his luck or whatever, surviving it. And it's just like, okay, if all this. If all this was 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 meant for something great, was meant for something you know greater, um, if if he's back alive, obviously it's to, you know, do something epic. It's to, you know, it's to do something crazy. It's to do something you know against the Night King, and they've been teasing that for some time now. They've been teasing it since season five, since the Night King first got a glance at Jon Snow. Um, so I mean, they've been hinting at these two fighting for some time, and then again they they even they even teased us again in this episode when John was charging up to the Night King, um, but we didn't get anything. So for three seasons now, you have been teasing this fight for it to not happen, and for you to give this kill to Arya to me is completely out of the blue. Okay, here here's my rebuttal to this: is this. <laughs> I read the Battle of the Bastards completely different, differently, apparently. I, I've never read it as, like, oh, he was being protected or anything. He almost died. Like, I, he, he, he was, like, inches away from death. Like, he was being trampled by his own men trying to retreat. To me, the Battle of the Bastards, if anything, was about the randomness and the messiness of war. And how, like, none of it is, like, this glorious thing that anybody imagines. And that is something that the show has consistently told us. You know, be it the Battle of the Bastards, be it um, even uh, Dickon Tarly talking uh, talking to Jamie about how, you know, uh, it smelt worse than he thought it would be. And that's because, you know, men crap themselves and they die. Um, you know, that, that's something that has consistently been said, uh, you know. And it's funny, you know, after the Battle of the Bastards, right, John is hailed as King of the North because he avenged the, the Red Wedding. It's like Sansa is the one who came, who got the Knights of the Vale, and they came in and saved the day. But that's not how history is going to remember it. History, history is going to remember it as Jon Snow winning the Battle of the Bastards, and that has been a major, major theme of this show. Go back um, to again. I think it's season six. Yes, season six is when we find out about Jon. Yes. Uh, the end of season six. Go back to the end of season six, right? Where um, 
Bran is, uh, you know, having, I think it's right before he finds out about John. He's like going and he's in the past and he's watching that battle with Ned and, um, oh, what's his name? Arthur Dane, Sir Arthur Dane. Um, the guy with the two swords, right? And, you know, uh, Bran grew up with that story being that Ned bested Arthur Dane in combat. And then as, as he is watching this battle, he goes, he's better than my dad. How, how, what is happening? How is he going to win this? And he was about to die. And then um, Howland Reed comes up and stabs Arthur Dane in the back. But that's not how history remembers it. History remembers it as Ned Stark beat Arthur Dane. And I, I think that's, that's been the point of this show in general is like we want it to be this romantic this poetic story this you know epic story where everything has a purpose and everyone you know has their you know, their moment in the sunshine where you know you know the the one leader calls out the other leader in the middle of the battle and they have this epic thing that just doesn't happen that, that's not historical and in terms of this show that wants to be this historical style fantasy obviously it's still fantasy right um but that to me that makes complete sense and aria was the unexpected choice and i know people are saying well just because it was unexpected doesn't mean it's good but in terms of that show uh, this show to me that makes so much sense i i i don't think we're ever going to like completely see eye to eye on this but i to me, Arya was the most Game of Thrones choice possible. And killing the Night King in general. I, I don't know what you feel about that, about the Night King dying, you know, mid-season or whatever, but I... Yeah. Again, I mean, I'm, I'm also upset with that, too. I mean, this was... I mean, they've been... And again, I mean, this is something that, I mean, we, we consistently talk about in the show, is also the promotion. They have been teasing this thing for so long that this was the biggest threat out there, mm -hmm. that this is what needed to be taken care of immediately. They have been teasing this for the last two seasons now. They've been teasing it since season six. They've been, te they've been teasing it. The poster for season seven was the Night King. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, I mean, the, the first teasers for seasons... Seven and eight, guess what? It was about the long night. It was about the battle to come. Like, And so they've been teasing this battle for all of, be it, I mean, three, you know, two, three seasons now. And for it to just end the way it did in, in, in an episode three, making Cersei the big bad, it's just... It's, just, it's really disappointing to me. It's called Game of Thrones. Like, I, to me, it... That's it, fine. That's fine. But you've been teasing this... App. The, the thing is, we have been... And I told you this over the phone. We understand it's called Game of Thrones. I get that, right? That's cool. But we have been... They have been teasing the the main enemy since episode one. The Game of Thrones didn't start until Robert Baratheon died. So, to me, it's 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 it's, it's just a bad excuse, honestly. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yes, you've been promoting this big thing to happen for two to three seasons now, and then you only give us one episode. And on top of that, the episode is episode three of season eight. Come on. That to me is just BS, okay? And then it, there, you know, this is supposed to be some big thing, and it's. I'm just super disappointed by it too, and 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 where it's also placed. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I I mean, I still, I just, I still disagree. I to me, I view this, I view the Night King dying in this way, this early as you know this early in the season obviously it's not early in the show in the context of the whole thing he lasted all the way till season eight but um i view it as a lead character dying like for as much as we fairly criticize this episode about not enough people dying which that's something i'm completely on board with is not enough people died in this uh i i like some of the stuff that's happened with jamie and brienne but one of them should have died um i the Theon death was good. The Jorah death was good. 
Uh, I think more people in the crypts should have died, like, even, like, you know, you had that sequence for basically nothing. I mean, nobody named died in the crypts. <laughs> what was the point of all of that? Um, so, yeah, to me, there, there, there are issues with that, and as much as I think that's fair, we also, we did have a lead, a lead, lead character die, and that is the Night King. The Night King was a lead character, and to me, you know, we can talk about, you know, how they didn't pay off the arc, they didn't, you know, pay off this and that, and they've been, you know, it was a wasted arc and all this stuff, right? It's the same thing with Rob. Like, uh, to me, like, Rob, Rob, Rob dies at his wedding, like, I don't, or not his wedding, excuse me. He dies at his yeah, wedding. The difference, the difference, the difference is, is that, like, I mean... Rob made terrible decisions and what I'm seeing to get him to the point where he died on top of that mm -hmm. he wasn't brought back to life John was the difference between John and Robert I'm sorry and Rob was that John was brought back was brought back to life and I'm pretty sure that even the producers were, were teasing that you know the Lord of Light was watching like I, I don't know I mean I gotta go back and watch them talking after that particular I could episode. be wrong but I don't know yeah um but I mean, the the primary difference is that Rob is still dead. Mm -hmm. He's still dead. Well, I'm not comparing Nobody Rob to John. Him. I'm carrying. I'm comparing Rob to the Night King. Their arcs. You know, we can sit here and go, well, what where was the point of his story? What was the point of the Night King's story if he was just going to die like that in this fashion? We could say the same thing about Rob. I'm comparing Rob to the Night King. Rob, the, in the way his arc ends abruptly. We don't know what John's how John's arc finishes. We don't know. Um, that that's why I'm not willing to go in that direction yet, but we know how the Night Kings end, and I think there is a lot of consternation, a lot of people upset about the fact that you know what was the point of that whole storyline. Well, again, it goes to the randomness of all, of this all. Like it's not this epic poetic thing. So to me, it, it tracks, but I understand, I completely understand where you're coming from. So I, I'm not saying you're dumb for thinking what you, <laughs> thinking the way you think. I, I think a lot of people are on your side. Like I said, this is the most divisive episode in the history of Game of Thrones, whereas the next episode that we're going to talk about, a lot of people seem to be more negative on it. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the next episode, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, do you have any more thoughts on, on this episode in particular, the, the Long Night? Um, Jor is a straight up the strongest person in the show I've ever seen. Um, he was just getting stabbed like left and right. Oh yeah, Oof. And he was still and he still got back up. And I was just like, dude, how that, are you doing? That's this? determination, man. He want he was gonna protect um, her with everything he could. And I, I by the exactly. way, I love that Daenerys picked up a sword. By the way. Like, and that she wasn't, like, good with like, it. <laughs> I mean, she yeah, was getting it done, but she wasn't good. I mean, yeah, I mean, she was, I mean, she was at least, you know, she was taking out the, the White Walkers that yeah. were, you know, stabbing Dora. Yeah. Oh, and and by and that that's another thing they talked about in uh, the behind the scenes of the episode where uh, they, they basically said to Amelia and to, uh, I think, Ian, Ian is his name, the guy who plays Dora. Um, they basically said, you know, what do you guys think of the scene? What do you think should, should happen? And Amelia goes out of her way to say, well, Daenerys would not just sit by and, like, watch Jorah protect her. She would pick up a sword and do her best, whether it was good or not, to fight. And I love that they were willing to take that note and let her do that because I completely agree with her. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And we'll talk I about Amelia Clark in the next episode because there is so much to talk about. She has been incredible this season. Um, but, okay. yeah. Uh, uh, anything else? That's it for me in this episode. Yeah, Theon, the Theon death was a little more impactful than I thought it would be. Wow, uh, I felt that one. Um, ooh, okay, there was one more thing in this episode I really want to get your thoughts on. What did you think, and I, I know it's a little colored by some of the things that happened in the next episode, but what did you think of that moment between uh, Tyrion and Sansa? I mean... That, that was strange, that right? Yeah, but I didn't think it was anything romantic. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about. Like, I, I'm wondering like, what I that was. Like, was that just I a think, we're going to die? I think it was like, yeah, but okay. I think it was like two people that cared about each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Tyrion, I mean, I mean, Tyrion cares for Sansa. He yeah. cares about her. I, I feel like he feels that like he's like, you know, like a really close uncle to her to yeah. some kind of degree. And, you know, when he looks at her, you know, he doesn't know 
how he's going to get out of this. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. think she knows how she's going to get out of this because this isn't Cersei that she's talking about. This isn't this isn't Ramsey. This is a completely different ball game for both of them. Mm-hmm. So I think it was that moment of you know we're both scared when she grabs that knife. Obviously, yeah, it was like okay. This if this is the plan. They kind of look at each other like, all right, like you know, and that's why he kissed her and saying like, listen, I love you, and you know, yeah, just be safe, you know, yeah. and let's go ahead and let's, let's try to get this, let's try to go and get this done. And I think that's you know, they cut out that part actually when they were supposed to actually fight a little bit, yeah, because um, because they did they did film a sequence when you know where they left that part yeah. of the crypt and they were trying to fight to go get to where they actually ended up going, but. Um, you know, it was, it was, and I, I wish th- I thought it was a sweet moment. It was just a little just weird. Add more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a sweet moment. I don't think it was weird. I just thought it was a really sweet moment. Yeah. I thought it was fine. I did. I think people are reading way too much into That's it. That's completely People, like, people like, that are weirdly shipping <laughs> Sansa and, and, and Tyrion. I'm like, guys, no. That, that is a even. theory for how this uh, could end uh, because based on um, the War of the Roses, which is what this is built on, you know. Um, but it's, it's fascinating. I don't, I don't think, I don't necessarily buy that, but I think that's where people are getting it from. Um, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I don't fun, think, I don't think she's going to. Fun little trivia question, though. Uh, you know, there are, I believe, only two people who have survived the Battle of Blackwater the Battle of the Bastards and the Long Night. Do you know who those two people are? The Battle of the Blackwater, the Battle of the Bastards, and the Long Night. I know one of them is Davos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I want to say Tyrion, but he wasn't in the Battle of the Bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Sansa. Give me a sec. Sansa, yeah. It's Sansa. I was literally thinking Sansa as the next person. That is yeah. crazy, right? Uh, we don't we don't think of Sansa as one of these people, but hey, shout out Sansa. All right, <laughs> and we got we got tons <laughs> of stuff to talk about in the next episode with Sansa. So let's get to it. Uh, the last of the Starks. I've got to say, when I heard the name of this episode, I was really confused. But then, like, I went back and rewatched the episode, and it's a line that I believe Arya says. Uh, it does feel like a really random title to me. I don't know. It, I, I was, I wouldn't have guessed that that would be the title of the episode. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, but are okay. What, what are your feelings on this episode? I know I called you after this, and you were like, "That was terrible." And I, I think that was more because, for if I'm not mistaken, based on how the rest of that conversation went, that was more because you were upset that about. Um, how uh, how bad it went for our our protagonists um, than anything, but I don't know. Are you on more on the Reddit side of things? Because Reddit hates this episode. I didn't hate this episode. I just felt that a lot of things were out of character. So I feel that this Mad Queen situation we're on the same page here. Super <laughs> super forced in this episode. Um, well, the show has like, clearly picked a side here, right? And that and that's exactly. real frustrating. And I can clearly see that they picked the side of Mad Queen. Yes. Because to me, I felt that I was watching a completely different Daenerys on screen. <sighs> and it was, to me, it was completely out of character for her to go like, don't tell anybody for her to go. I thought and, that made and, sense. And I don't think it made sense because of the fact that, here's here's my whole thing. Here's my whole thing, and here's why this frustrates me. Because of the fact that these two clearly love each other, mm-hmm. they're clearly doing stuff after the fact that they found out that they, hey, you're my nephew and you're my aunt, but screw it. Well, they, they were, almost you know, they did. They, John couldn't do it. but <laughs> No, but he, but he still loves her. Yes, yes, I agree. And you saw that throughout the duration of the episode. But my whole thing is, and again, and I'll get to John in a moment, but my whole thing is, if she was planning on marrying this guy anyways, mm-hmm. you're going to have to shut down. So To an extent. I mean, Cersei did not have the same amount of power that Robert had. But, but No, but, and that's my thing, right? So it's, 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 and I, I don't feel, but I feel fun being the person that he is would do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. To me, it it, it feels like the same thing if, if they were to rule together. And that's what they were discussing in this episode. So to me, I, I just don't understand 
the big dilemma to some to some degree with these people with them kind of ruling together. And it's this whole thing where she's just like, well, if you're if you say something, you're going to take it away from me. And it's just like, I don't necessarily think that's the case. I think that they would both get married. Mm -hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, he would be, you know, obviously the king. Mm -hmm. But I feel that king consort, he would yeah. also have her as his console or possibly have them rule together mm -hmm. to, to kind of be checked, to have that checks and balances to some sort of degree. So I don't think that it would have been a bad idea. And I think that's where the show was initially going was to go ahead and try to have that happen. But they brought this whole thing on where she was. No, and I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to say that for, for, for my sake. I'm trying to say that because it makes to me, it makes the most logical sense. But to me, the way the show ran out was she was super power hungry. She didn't want John to say anything. She, she got really right. upset with John. She got really upset with John for even wanting to tell his family. Then um, John was acting like a whipped boy the entire time, um, making, you know, basically trying to show off in front of Daenerys, trying to say, listen, we're, she's our queen, or we're going to do what she asks, like kind of being a dick to Sansa in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Um which I didn't think was like, I'm like, John, it's not even like, what, like, why are you acting like that? Um, and it's just, to me, it's completely out of character for him trying to, to do that. I mean, this is, it just, it just feels those characters to me at this point in time, they had good chemistry in season seven. They had good chemistry going into the season eight, but that episode to me felt extremely forced in terms of these character decisions and choices that there was written to do. I've got to say, I, you know, when you first started talking, I was like, okay, we're on the same page with this, but I think you're focusing on the wrong area here, to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't have a problem at all with that scene between John and Daenerys. I think that tracks completely. Um, I have problems with the, the kind of way they're framing Daenerys moving forward, which I'll get to, but to me, that scene tracks completely, and it's one of my favorite scenes in this season and maybe even the show as a whole. I think it works so well. It tracks. This is how these characters would respond. Um, Daenerys, this is all she's ever known. She's afraid of losing it. And, you know, whether you think that it's dumb that she's right or not, she is right. You know, based on Varys and, and Tyrion's reaction, and when they find out, which we can talk about Sansa telling her, because that's become the biggest meme, and I kind of love it. Um, but, you know, she was right, you know, I, and that has been, that's a kind of a theme in this episode, is these women being correct, and then, you know, not, <laughs> and then people ignoring them and just not listening to them, and then them being proven correct. Sansa... Sansa was right when she talks about how, um, how you know, the Northmen need more time, the armies need to rest, This we shouldn't rush into this now. Well, I'm, Sansa was proven right here. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you lost a dragon. You lost your ships. Like, Sansa was right in that situation. And then Daenerys was clearly right about how you're not going to be, once this gets out, you will not be able to control it. It will turn, it'll take a life of its own, and it will turn into this thing that you won't be able to do anything about. And you can say, well, she can just keep denying it, but... I, I think Daenerys is right. Like, you know, if Varys keeps doing what he's doing, you know, he made some pretty cryptic comments. Like, he's going to try to do something stupid. Um, and I think that's that's the poster child for this. Um, I, I think Daenerys is right. And I want to take the second just to talk about Amelia Clark because, you know, I know she has gotten, throughout this show's run, she has gotten a lot of crap for her acting, and a lot of people don't think that she is, like, the best person on this show a lot of people don't a lot of people don't think she's a great actress period you know maybe she's kind of grown into this role but she's not a great actress right that's what a lot of people that's that's the common consensus about Amelia Clark going into the season 
I think she's shutting up a lot of doubters this season. She has been awesome this season in terms of her acting. Uh, we can talk. We can even go back to you know the long night where you know when she loses Jorah, she is just heartbreaking in that moment. And then if you rewatch that scene between her and, her and John, you know we can uh, Ozzy, me and you can disagree about how that scene plays out and w- whether it was good or not or whatever. But Amelia Clark goes through like ten different emotions in like three minutes in that scene. It is incredible. She and her. There is like a seven second window where she likes flips the switch from begging him not to do this to I've told you this is the only way this is working there's and she goes so cold so fast it's incredible Amelia Clark uh, she's got a good shot in Emmy this year and you know uh, I, I I think she's been awesome this season yeah I mean I don't know I just feel that it was really really forced in terms of um I mean, she did. I mean, if we're going to be talking about her performance, I think I think her performance is really great. Um, like I said, I mean, I'm just I'm just on the um, side at this point where I'm just like, uh, man, this is, uh, in my opinion, really really forced. Well, I I agree. I think the Mad Queen thing has has always been unfair, and I think we both can agree on that. Correct? Like that has n- yes, because I just think that that's totally against her character. I think I think it's. I think that they've teased her getting a little rageful and yeah. things like that. And then, but when they went full blown, um, when she went full blown, like, listen, I've been, I've been trying to be cool about this, but if thousands of people burn for me to get the throne, so be it. I was like, who, who are you? But okay. But to me, that's the <laughs> who thing. Who are you? That's the thing. Daener- who are you? Where's Daenerys? And what have you done with her? Like what? <laughs> I think the <laughs> that's how I feel. But, but I, I think the Mad Queen thing has always been unfair in the sense that, I, to me, a lot of her actions are just justified. Like the Tarly thing is what everybody goes back to, and it's what everybody always has gone back to. Tyrion even goes back to it. Of you know, she shouldn't have done that. Blah blah blah. She's in the middle of a war. She's trying to conquer a country. What did you think was going to happen? Like, she was going to have to kill some freaking lords who wouldn't bow. Like, I, I don't know. It's To me, that was justified. And then you have... She, she is a character who has lost... She's losing everything. Of course she's going to be pissed. You know, we don't know how it's going to play out. Maybe she keeps her cool. Maybe she loses it. But to me, she... She's acting like a human being. Like, I, I don't know. Like, to me, it all tracks. And I just don't think it's fair that people are sitting here going like, oh, she should, you know, she's going crazy. It's like, and the Mad Queen monit- moniker itself is ridiculous, by the way. it Because it, what it does is insinuates that she's like her father, which is insane. This was a man who was burning people alive for his pleasure. And he was super paranoid thinking everyone was trying to betray them. And most of the time, that was not correct. And he literally, like, he was willing to destroy the city because reasons? Like, he was insane. The, the man was literally a psychopath. I, I don't think Daenerys is that in any sense. You know, whether you know whether you think she's going a little overboard or not, she's not crazy. I, I think the Mad Queen moniker is ridiculous. I really do. Um... But uh, yeah, I, I think we're 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 kind of we agree, but we agree from like different perspectives. It's weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about John and this whole telling Sansa and Arya, and then Sansa not being able to keep her mouth shut thing. Um, I I think it makes sense that John would want to tell them. Um, that tracks. I, I don't know about you, but I think that tracks, and. Sansa telling, I, I think, like, we can sit here and from our, you know, viewer perspective go, why would you do this? You're just causing problems. Don't do this. Don't do this. You know, you, you're, you're, you're betraying John when you do this. But in terms of Sansa's character, I think it makes tons of sense. She is a student of Littlefinger. Like, of course she's going to do this. She's going to take this opportunity to cause a little chaos and to, you know, elevate her family and herself. Of <laughs> Uh, to me, it makes tons of sense why she would do this. I don't agree that she should have done it, but I think in terms of her character, it makes sense. And I love the meme of of Ned being like, oh, man, I kept the secret for 19 years, and you had it for an hour, and you couldn't handle it. 
that's that's great to me. I I love that <laughs> because it's, it's like it's funny. That's let's be honest. That's kind of funny. Like he kept the secret, the biggest secret in the world for eighteen years or whatever it was. <laughs> they couldn't do it for a day. Oh man. Um. What What do you think of that whole situation, Ozzy? I was super annoyed with Santa yeah. that episode yeah. because of the fact that. She only had one job. <laughs> I mean, but it makes sense that she would do it. Like, it fits her character, right? You agree I with mean, that? We can think it's dumb, I, and I agree. Yeah, like, please don't do that. Like, like you're causing problems, like, but... Like, I mean, yeah, it's in her... Like, this is where, where I was like, man, Sansa's, like, really redeeming herself for me right now. And then she pulls this, and I'm just like, damn it, Sansa. Like... Come on, you gotta give me a little something here. And she but it's not, not out of stupidity, me. and that's where that's where I appreciate, and that's where I will push back on people is going like she's just so dumb. Like this isn't a dumb move. She's very much thought this out. Like this is her plan, right? Um, and that's why I think it fits, and that's why I love Sansa as a character. She is basically the new Littlefinger, um, but a little less selfish, a little less. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I, th- I think it does track, and then um, I I know there's a little bit of frustration of like uh, we didn't get to see their reactions. Like even you know if you watch reaction videos to the, the to the episode, like a lot of people are just like oh, and even when I was watching uh, at home, a lot of people are just like oh, we didn't get to see it. It's like we've already seen this explained like ten times, like or well three times, four times now. Uh, we we don't need to see another explanation of who John is. Like, I understand their logic of, yeah, we're not going to show this. Like, I understand it would have been cool to get their reactions, but, you know, it's almost the same as, like, people always say you don't need to see Batman's origin story, like, every single movie or Spider-Man's origin story every single movie. It's kind of the same for me. Like, we, we've gotten this explanation a couple times already. We don't need to keep seeing it. Um, I understand their logic behind not showing us these reactions of, Tyrion and uh, Sansa and Arya. Um, but yeah. So, okay. In terms of the episode as a whole, right? I I think people are getting really caught up in the second half of this episode. And I do think the second half of the episode is kind of silly. There's a lot of things that happen that you're just like, okay, this is kind of ridiculous, but whatever. Like, I, to me, it's like, it's fine. It doesn't ruin the show in terms of the silliness of, like, you know, uh, Euron being able to shoot down the dragon uh, and then missing Daenerys, like, a billion times. Like, that... It's kind of silly, and then uh, the fact that they all escape to to uh, Dragonstone, and Euron, you know, just doesn't try to kill them, and he just like runs away. Like that, that's a little strange to me. Uh, you know, Daenerys walking up with like no protection, essentially, <laughs> in range of them, their archers, and, with Drogon, and you know, th- that's silly. But again, th- those kind of things they don't necessarily ruin it for me. Um, but to me, the reason that I really did. Love this episode is because of the first half of the episode. Um, I think the feast is, you know, where it's it's executed so perfectly. To me, that was peak Game of Thrones, right? Like you have this you have this sequence where they're all really somber at first. Like it's kind of like you know we're celebrating, but how should we be celebrating? And then Daenerys makes that move of you know legitimizing Gendry, and that kind of lightens things up. And then we have this whole like thing of like everyone breaking off into groups and you know they play the drinking game you know with Tyrion and Brienne and all that uh, and then obviously we get the Brienne and Jamie thing which I'm I don't know if you have any thoughts on but we can talk about that um yeah I, I just I think it makes so much sense and again and there's also a sequence in in that uh scene where again I think that leads into some of that conversation with uh with Daenerys and Jon, where Daenerys even mentions it in that conversation, where she sees Jon just naturally draw people to him. Uh, I th- I think that sequence was so well done, and again, it's a great job, Amelia Clark acting so well in that scene without saying a word. Like, she is so good. Um, but yeah, what was your favorite little pairing off or group in that, um, in, in that party scene? Oh man, um, Tormund. Tormund has been my favorite. <laughs> Tormund's so good this season. <laughs> Tormund is great. He's so good um, this season. <laughs> I loved him when he was just like this boy from the from the south came took her from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And the hound is like, please leave me alone. Like he cannot care less. 
It's like stop. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's so I great. loved it. I, I loved it. Uh Torment's just been my favorite character this season. He's been yeah. acting completely in character. Yeah. Uh he is hilarious and I thought it was really great seeing him and just hitting John. Um and he's just bragging about John. Yeah. He's a fighter. <laughs> yeah. It he keeps yeah. fighting. <laughs> Most people when they get killed, they stay dead. It's like that's so great. Um, it's, yeah. And again, uh, you know, going off that conversation, he's like, what kind of, like, I think they're real. And this is why we can talk about, you know, moving forward. But this is why I think that they're they're leaning so heavy into this Daenerys going crazy thing. Because Tormund even has a line where they basically spell it out for you. They basically go, what kind of person climbs on a dragon? A king or a madman? And it's like, okay, we get the point, right? You're saying Jon is the king and Daenerys is the madman. Okay, we get it. Um, and I think that's why I almost don't, I think they're going to flip the switch on us. Or I'm like kind of hoping they flip the switch. Okay, first of all, let me establish. I'm really hoping they flip the switch on us because I don't want Daenerys to be, you know, to go crazy. I don't think that's the way she should die. Um, but at the same time, I think that it could happen because they're they're leaning so heavy into it, right? Like <laughs> that line is just another example of them being like, hey, hey, Daenerys is going crazy. Daenerys is a madman. And it's like... It's it's almost too obvious at this point, right? Like, please. I, I hope that's the case because they're leaning so heavy into it. Like, I hope they flip flip the switch on us. But I don't know. Um, what about uh, what about the back half of the episode, though? Um, are you kind of on the same page where it's kind of silly but it was still, like, fun? Or do you more have problems with the logic of it all? I have problems with the logic of it all. Yeah. Because, I mean, how long were they waiting there for? Eh, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, it's not like they knew. Well, they would have been sending scouts and ravens and stuff. Like, to me, it, that kind of tracks. To it's, me, uh, it doesn't track for me. I yeah. mean, because of the fact that, why, like, you're only, to me, like, you don't have anybody to send over. You yeah. just got these mercenaries. So who do you have to send over? So to me, it doesn't really track. Okay. To me, it, it 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 was kind of ridiculous. And then, I'm sorry, I hated the way they killed they killed Ray, you know, Ray okay. Um I, I it was just so. In terms of, the, you know, it being gruesome, I, I just I really couldn't I couldn't handle it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's a the funny thing is like the biggest complaint seems to be like that this like just thinking about it like. You know, we we were we had the perspective of just the dragons, right? And then we cut down and we see Euron, right? But the thing that doesn't make sense and what really, you know, is what a lot of people seem to be getting upset about. And I do, again, I agree that it's silly. Like, it doesn't make too much sense. But to me, the payoff of she's lost another dragon, it kind of makes up for it. So, it, to me, it's fine. Um... But the the thing that doesn't make any sense is how did Daenerys not see them? Like, <laughs> I mean, they were clearly able to see her, right? See her well enough that Euron was able to get three great shots off to kill this dragon, right? And she didn't see them? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry, it doesn't. <laughs> That's where I go, okay, you know, we're just kind of, th this whole back half of the episode, we just kind of, kind of, or kind of got to suspend our disbelief here and... You know, I'm I'm kind of fine with that, whatever. But um, it, it definitely there. Are, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't really track in, this, in the back half of this episode, and that's a great and I example. That of she it. was. I thought that she was honestly gonna die. Yeah, yeah. Because she was going straight in for it, and then they shot like a gajillion arrows, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, oh, so now you don't have a shot. Yeah. Um. um well, yeah. It's just it's strange. It's strange. But, all right, let, this kind of, I guess, can lead us into the next episode, talking about what could be going down. Obviously, I think we're going to get the attack on King's Landing. How that plays out, I don't know. Um, I'm going to re refrain from talking too much because, you know, I have seen some leaks that, again, I don't necessarily believe all of them. So, but I don't want to, uh, you know, even go near that. But w what do you kind of think? How do you think it's going to play out? How do I think it's gonna play out? Um, 
I don't really know. I'm just kind of nervous now yeah. because we have Daenerys' army is basically she has nothing to really show for. You know, she came into she came into this she came in uh, let's, let's just be clear about something. She came originally mm-hmm. to Dragonstone with the Unsullied. Yeah. Um with the Dothraki with three dragons. Um, and now she has and half with, the army and two you know, less with, dragons. <laughs> exactly. With, you know, completed with Euron's, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the Greyjoy's first horses. She had Dorne, you know, she had um, High Garden, you know, which is the Tyrells. She had a lot. Mm-hmm. Now she has basically like half or a third of that army left yeah. um, with only one dragon remaining. Yeah. So it's. Um. I really crazy. Yeah. Cause so, she could have gotten this. She could have honestly won this. Um, she could have gotten this done literally last season. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think, again, she's justified in her kind of, you know, being pissed. Like she, it makes so much sense that she is just like, I'm tired of this. I just want to get this done because she, you're right. She could have done this. Like she could have just gotten it over with. Um, so it's, it's fascinating. Um, uh, there's a lot of weird things going on here, right? Because there's a lot of elements that are still exist. There's some that they haven't mentioned in a while. There's some that they mentioned strangely. Um, but I don't know if that's necessarily going to do anything, right? So, okay, we have this situation where they mentioned specifically in the last episode that the new Prince of Dorne has committed or has, has declared for um house targaryen why would they say that if that's not going to come up um but it doesn't seem like that is going to come up maybe it does um i i don't know and then we also have the issue of the second sons are still they're still in marine a lot of people are wondering if they're going to make an appearance with dario i don't know about that um yeah i i don't know I, I One thing I do think, based on that one shot in the trailer and based on what we do know of Aegon's conquest, I think Daenerys is going to use some of those tactics with the dragons. Uh, first of all, it's maybe possible that we get some sort of Drogon armor. I, I don't... I'm not very confident in that one. I want to see it, but I, I'm not super confident in that one. One thing I do think is definitely going to happen is I think Daenerys is going to basically fly as high as she possibly can and then come straight down into King's Landing. I think that's the way she's going to approach this. That'll neutralize the issue of the Scorpions. If they can't see her, then, you know, they they can't shoot her, right? <laughs> if she's flying directly from the sun, you know, like, what are they going to do? Um, I, I think that's definitely how this is going to play out in on the Daenerys front of things I'm curious to see what the battle plans are um I I have a feeling they're you know gonna be endlessly criticized much like the much like the battle of Winterfell or the long night or whatever but I don't know um one thing I know for sure it's gonna be pretty big and pretty epic because Amelia Clark has gone out of her way to say that this episode is bigger than the long night which I think they need to stop hyping episodes because I think that's also part of the issue with the long night but that is something she has said, so worth mentioning. Um, yeah, anything else in terms of predictions for this? Uh, do you think we get major character deaths? Um, Does Cersei die this episode? That's a good question. Is, is the last episode a wrap-up be... episode? Or is or is this kind of like a two-part like attack on King's Landing situation? I don't know. I'm just kind of confused. I, I think the politicking is how we finish this episode or finish this show. I think, you know, you, you know, you can you can say it's a lazy excuse all you want. But uh, to me, this is Game of Thrones. It always has been Game of Thrones that, you know, they use the hashtag to promote this season for the throne. I think the last episode is going to be a lot of politicking, a lot of lap, uh, wrapping things up. And for that to be the case. Uh, I think we need to have a definitive answer for the Cersei situation by the end of this episode, and I think we will. Um, uh, you know. Well, the Night King comes back in episode <laughs> six and destroys everything. You know, <laughs> uh, maybe that's possible. I, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I put that a pretty long shot, but you know, you never know, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, la- last thing we'll talk about, or last thing I'm going to ask you about before we wrap things up, Ozzy. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Starbucks Cupgate? 
you know, this is another thing that's just out of character for Daenerys. I mean, <laughs> why would she be drinking? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, but did you, you know see- somebody had you know somebody had like a whole thing of her her name on like a Facebook comment. <laughs> It was like drinker of pumping yeah. pumpkin spice. <laughs> I loved it. Oh man, no, there, there's freaking, um, there's there's some great stuff there with, uh, with these memes and stuff. But yeah, I I, I love the HBO's response to it. And it was like it was a mistake. She ordered tea. <laughs> like that was funny. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's pretty funny to me. Like I, I don't know that people are wait. This is another thing where people are blowing this out of proportion. People are acting like it's the cherry on top of like this awful season, which I think number one, it's ridiculous to call the season awful. Like the first episode was a pretty solid set episode. The second episode was great. Like I really don't understand people who don't like the second episode of the season. The third episode is divisive at best, sure, and then a lot of people don't like this episode, right? But to say it's like the war, like this season is terrible. People are so over dramatic about this whole thing it's like guys the best or, i've said this before with season five the worst episode of or the worst season of game of thrones is still better than most tv like i it's just to me it's silly i i don't know like people are blowing it out of proportion acting like this is like the worst mistake in the history of television like you spend millions of dollars on tv on this show and you 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 spend an extra year to make this and this and you let this slip through the cracks and it's like guys guys calm down mistakes happen it's a production error they happen uh, you know there you can go and just a quick google search and you will find pages on, upon pages of lists of mistakes that are in movies and television they happen production errors happen there are multiple times where you can see the camera reflection in someone's glasses or you know you can see somebody's feet moving a door that they're not supposed to be there it's just mistakes happen it's not the end of the world stop acting like this makes the show terrible like it's so silly to me it's like production errors are a thing i don't know they digitally removed it anyway so it's not even an issue anymore it's just so stupid to me i don't know um, but yeah. All right, Ozzy, you want to wrap us up? <laughs> we, we've, we talked a lot about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. Make sure you follow us all over social media, all at Screenfellows. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube channel, website, all of it. Check it all out. Perfect. And you guys can find me on social media, on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Also, if you guys want to email me or um you know definitely yeah email me any recommendations including uh you know any movies or tv show please feel free to email me at um ozzy.castro at screenfellas.com guys we hope you enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify and overcast please rate and review the podcast on apple podcasts guys this is screenfellas